The Hope FM Breakfast Show, brought to you by Creative Dental Clinic Budapest. Get the dental health you and your mouth deserve. Visit creativedental.eu. That's creative, starting with a K and ending with a V, dentalclinic.eu. And I'm delighted to say that our special guest this morning is Richard Smart. Now, you might remember Richard was my guest a few months ago and he was talking a little bit uh, about his PhD that he's been doing uh, about walking. Well, in fact, uh, he's taken it more than just an academic study. He's putting it into action, as we'll hear a little bit later on. So welcome back to the programme, Richard. Well, thank you, Ian, for inviting me along. It's really much appreciated. Uh, You're very welcome. So, how's the PhD going? (laughs) Well, it's like all PhDs. It's had its ups and downs. Uh, At the moment, it's very much up. But, uh, yes, we have our moments. (laughs) And does it have a proper title or a a working title? Um, Well, I'm studying London Christian Charitable Walks, um, uh, which is the, the specific subject. And uh, uh, there's a great tradition of walking in London from, you know, the early pilgrimage times right to the present day. And I'm hoping to build, build that tradition. And, of course, doing a PhD, as you say, has got its ups, ups and downs. So if anybody's sitting at home and thinks, you know, I like to do a PhD, have you got a piece of advice for them? <laughs> um, oh, yes. Yeah. So, um well, stick with it, really. Um, uh, don't be put off by distractions. The research is yours, and it's yours to um, communicate to the world. Uh, that's very important. So take good advice from your uh, supporters, but <laughs> you are in. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's down to your research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, is, it can be a lonely existence, I know that. Um, but, of course, you're talking about walking. Uh, you're actually a blue badge guide, so you're definitely into walking. Yeah, um, I, I got really, well, actually, I got really interested in walking some years ago. Um, my pilgrimage was to Galilee, and um, I found myself walking along uh, the Galilee coast. Uh, you, know, you know, the by the sea, and I was really proud to be walking in the, if you like, the feet of Jesus, and that was really fantastic. And it got me interested in guiding and walking. And uh, so when I came back to London, I became blue and guide. I feel as if I'm in the presence of greatness today. I've got one doctor opposite me, and I've got a potential doctor uh, actually on the other end of the phone. <laughs> Richard, of all the things that you, that you could have chosen to do your PhD on, why why walking? Real why passion. walking? Yeah, why that? Why did you? Why did you? Because I, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody doing a PhD on walking. <laughs> well, that's one of, one of the, uh, the the requirements of the PhD that it has to be a unique piece of work, a unique contribution. So um, it, it qualifies for that. But um, there is. A huge interest in walking in London, uh, which goes back centuries, but um, is growing increasingly as people find it as a great way of physical, medical, mental and spiritual health. So um, there's this new walk and talk movement, as it's called, which is growing uh, in London, which is to encourage people 
for their good health and well-being to go to do more walking, actually. And, of course, there's the heritage of London, the Christian heritage of London, which is really very profound. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've touched there on, on, on all of those things that I was thinking about, because obviously walking is an excellent way of keeping fit. And I guess that increasingly these days it's becoming uh, a social activity, you know, because it's something that you can do with other people. And of course, I guess a lot of your focus has been around the, the spiritual, where you can you can take the healthy benefits and you can take the social benefits, but actually re- real spiritual benefit uh, as well, you mentioned there that the, the walk, uh, one of the walks that really impressed you was was around, uh, was it Galilee? You, you, you said, are there any other walks really that, I mean, I'm putting you on the spot here, but is, are, there, are there walks that you have done? You've thought, wow, that, that has been amazing. It's refreshed me in body, mind and spirit. Um, well, I walked the Thames actually with my wife. <laughs> well, you were walking on water. That's incredible. I wasn't walking on water. I was walking by. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't sort of uh, not pick that up. Yeah. So you went. The, you walked the length of the Thames, did you? Yeah, we we broke it up in sections and uh, gradually walked from uh, you know the estuary right through to the source of the Thames and. Uh, you realise what a magnificent river though we live next to uh, in London, you know. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's so beautiful. What a beautiful country we live in, you know. And uh, it's great asset. And, of course, you said there that there's great spiritual significance. Was earlier on the programme today, we were focusing on St. George, you know, and, of course, St. George's Day on, uh, on, on Sunday. And I know that, that, that you're currently working on this special walk for Christina, which we'll talk about uh, in a moment. But tell us a wee bit about, yeah. you know, uh, about some of the, the ways in which the spiritual significance of these walks comes into play. I mean, do you stop and consider what happened at particular? sites. I mean, how, how does the spiritual side work out? Um, well, I think it works out in two ways. Um, one personal conversation that you have with other people that accompany you on the walk, and uh, people share with each other in a way that they normally wouldn't when they're walking side by side. And this is well established. Um, but also, um, I, can I refer to almost the sacred places uh, you stop in the church and you meditate. It might be on an icon or something of that nature. And, um, you know, it's very, very calming. And you see things in different ways as a result of going on a walk, um, which I think is very profound. Now, obviously, for people to get the the most out of these walks, they need information. They need to know about the icons. They need to know about about those special places. Um, um, yeah. I mean, are there, I mean, clearly you're, you're working on all of this, but, but as a, a, a Blue Badge guide around London, are there, is there a lot of resource out there that helps people with these walks, providing that information? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you go into uh, any bookshop and you'll find uh, an enormous number of, of London walking books. Um, uh, which are all mapped out and all the rest of it. Or you, even better, you can join a walking club. Um, my local church, uh, St. Mary um, uh, the Virgin Merton, uh, has an occasional walking club. And uh, 
probably about 15 to 20 people will go on a walk together, say, once a month. Um, and that's really a great way of experiencing them uh, amongst a group of people who know what they're doing and will support you on the way. So, I mean, there are church walking groups, there are Christian walking groups, there's a London Christian walking group as well. Mm-hmm, fantastic. And you mentioned going back centuries. Um, I remember at school having to do Canterbury Tales. So that would be my first relationship with the idea of spiritual walking. So uh, I'm surprised you managed the language, you know. <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty difficult, isn't it? Uh, but but pilgrimages, of course, uh, are, are a significant thing. I mean, they're still going on, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, there's a huge growth in, growth in the... Uh, um, the um, pilgrimage walks, um, but also it's, it's um, worth remembering that one of the earliest ones uh, in around 1123 um, was held by uh, Rahir, who was uh, sent on a pilgrimage to Rome. Um, he got uh, malaria and uh, he had a vision of St. Bartholomew. And St. Bartholomew said he set up a priory church in Smithfield. 900 years ago, St. Bart's Hospital was uh, formed as a result. Goodness me. So that's probably one of the earliest pilgrimages in London. And to form a well-known... We're ever grateful. <laughs> to form a well-known Michael Caine phrase, not a lot of people know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so why... it was a Michael Caine moment. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's why you're doing the PhD, so a lot of people do know it. Yeah, it sounds, incre- it sounds incredibly, incredibly interesting. Now, let's have your first piece of music before we talk about, you know, what you're currently working on in terms of the Christian Aid Walk for Freedom. Uh, you've chosen, actually, a very appropriate track uh, from Katrina on the way now you better say why I think it's not rocket science why you've chosen this <laughs> I, I think there's something to do with Eurovision song one, one of the few up. one of the few occasions that we actually won <laughs> <laughs> yes they're very they're very cheering <laughs> Let, let's have a listen <laughs> That, of course, was Katrina and the Waves with Walking on Sunshine, of course. And it was Katrina that a long time ago now managed to win the Eurovision Song Contest for us with Love Shine a Light. Let's hope it shines a good light this time round in Liverpool. Uh, But our special guest this morning is Richard Smart, and we've been hearing him talking about his PhD research about walking and some of the important walks that have happened uh, in the past. But actually, Richard, you sort of turned around this whole theme of walking into a reality because it's partnered with the whole concept that Christian Aid have had for many years in terms of a Christian Aid walk. So, for this year, 2023, uh, Christian Aid Walk is rather special. So, do you want to tell us about that? 
Yes, um, there was a break, of course, because of the pandemic. And uh, we wanted to come back with a new style of walk um, this year because people were ready for it. Uh, and uh, we've called it um, Freedom Walk London. Uh, and it's all about freedom because this is really many of the things that Christian Aid do is to give people freedom from hunger, freedom from homelessness and things like that. But that also matches the work of the church in London and the city churches. So we've called it Freedom Walk London. And, of course, I remember going on Christian Aid walks uh, in my youth. Uh, so they, they've gone back a long way. But as you said, uh, the pandemic meant it had to go down. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the focus of this walk? Obviously, it's in central London. Where's it going from and to? Um, it's going from St James Piccadilly. And we're starting on Saturday the 13th of May. And we're starting between 11 a.m. and 12. We'll have a short uh, period of worship at the start of the walk. And then we're going to walk right to St. Paul's. Um, and we'll finish up at Evening Song at St. Paul's at 5 p.m. So it's, it's really going to be a lovely walk. And we'll pick up on each of the churches as we go with the theme of uh, freedom. Uh, so, for instance, you, you know, um, St. James Piccadilly do a huge amount of work with um, uh, refugees uh, who often suffered terrible repression. So it'll be freedom from repression at St. James's. Then we'll walk up to uh, St. Martin in the Fields, and they do marvellous work with people who are homeless. Um, and then on to St. Bride's, which is a journalist church, which has uh, uh, had a special calling for praying for journalists and freedom of speech. And so we go on until uh, St. Mary Walnut, who put on a uh, special exhibition uh, regarding slavery. So freedom from slavery. They are the, you know, amazing grace church uh, where the words were first sung. Um, so, you know, we have this enormous heritage in London linking all these freedom themes. And so, you know, we're going to be walking on sunshine here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're hoping, let's hope you have fabulous weather in London. Uh, we've just heard today that it's 40 degrees in Spain. So let, let's hope that some of that, <laughs> some of that, although you don't want it quite to be 40 degrees when you're walking around the city of London, do you? <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've looked at the forecast and it's going to be splendid walking weather, whatever that means. <laughs> Fantastic. How many people are you hoping to have on the walk, Richard? Um, I want 100. Um, we've got up to 50 so far, so we're halfway to our target. But I need more walkers. So if you want to be a walker, um, go online, uh, look at the Christian Aid London Freedom Walk and register. And uh, 
up and we, we go from there. Well, I had a little look at the website uh, before the programme myself, and for the benefit of those of you who want that address, it's uh, it's christianaid.org.uk. You just put that into your, your browser. Uh, and, of course, uh, there's there's a bit of an explanation and encouragement from the Bishop of London uh, right on the website, is and then all the details about how folk can register. Um, very well put together, Richard. Thank you very much indeed. We're really fortunate having... Uh, Bishop Sarah support this, um, and uh, she's just done a, a short video to explain why it's so important, because it's there to raise funds to help the people of Malawi who are suffering uh, from uh, uh, Cyclone Freddy, I think it is, which decimated them earlier this year. So there's a real need for... Um, their support for them during this very difficult time. And of course you mentioned COVID there, of course not only has COVID been devastating for us, but of course in countries like Malawi uh, it, 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 it's had devastating effects hasn't it in terms of, of climate change and cost of living and all of that sort of thing. It's had a, a very big impact, particularly in the farming community. Yes, and many of them are um, women farmers actually as well, and uh, the, the big thing that Christian Aid does is it asks people what help they need rather than just giving them help. It asks them what help would really help them, as it were. And so it's not just what Christian Aid does, but how it goes about doing it, which is so important, uh, supporting the community, building uh, cooperatives so that they get a fair price for their goods and all the rest of it and supplying them with some of the capital needs that they have to do that. Um, it's, it's very moving and very important work. So the thing for people to do, and I know all of you are all being uh, whipped into your friends here about wanting to get into the, the walking, so go first of all to the Christian Ed website. Of course, they can register there. Now, obviously, you give a bit of a brief outline there of the various churches that the walk will walk by. I think you've, you're finishing with Evensong, uh, aren't you, at St. Paul's Cathedral? Uh, will people yeah. get a little bit of a pack uh, which will give them the information about those, the, those various yeah. stops? Yeah. Yes, um, when they arrive, they'll get, they'll get a, both a, an electronic, if you want it, or a physical map, and a little brief summation uh, of each of the churches. But supporting that um, will be the Friends of London Church, Church Watchers, who will be at each stop and be able to explain what is special about that particular church. Uh, and in between, we've also got guides from the London City Guide. So, um, you know, it's a really well thought out, well supported walk. And uh, all your questions at each stop will be answered, hopefully, by these superb church watchers. 90.1 Hope FM and hopefm.com.